Well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very episode for you today. It's very? It's a very episode. Yes. It's so episode. It's all episode? Yeah, it's the whole thing. 100% episode. <laughs> so our holiday today, our Thursday holiday, is National Chili Day. Okay. So the last Thursday of every February is National Chili Day. And as Cincinnati residents, I feel like that's an appropriate um, holiday to highlight. I'll be making chili. There you go. All right. So well, this is our second episode of the season. Not Valentine's theme, so kind of back to our back to basics, baby. It's a uh, scoreboard stomper, flex seal of the week. We've got three jabronis. We've got our Hall of Fame inductee, Lee Elder. We will go to church and we'll send you on your merry little way. So, without further ado, hit me, baby, one more time with that scoreboard stomper, Scott. All right. I wanted to know. Okay. There's a ton of records that Wilt Chamberlain has just because he's Wilt Chamberlain. So they don't really count as modern basketball. Or off-the-field records. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> off, he has a ton of off-the-court records as well. Uh, <laughs> what's up? So I want to know what the longest, act, the longest streak in the last 40 years of basketball is for consecutive 30-point games. Is it... 28, 30, or 32. Wilts is 65. Yikes. <laughs> like a Tom Brady stat. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go 32. I'm going to go high. All right. Let's go high. I'm go high with it. All right. Um, let's get on to our flex seal of the week. The super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch. Bond, seal, and repair. Uh, each week, we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. This week's Flex Seal of the Week is Jacksonville Jaguars named Press Taylor offensive coach, Mike Caldwell defensive coach, Heath Farwell special teams coach, Jim Bob Cooter passing game coordinator, Mike McCoy quarterback coach, Phil Rauscher offensive line coach, Chris Jackson wide receiver coach, Richard Angula, tight end coach. Oh, yeah. Bernie Parmalee, former Miami Dolphin, running back coach. Oh, okay. Andrew Brainer, assistant quarterback coach. Assistant fucking quarterback coach. Todd Washington, assistant <laughs> offensive line coach. It's just guys in polo shirts. <clears throat> Nick Williams, offensive quality control coach. Bob Sutton, senior defensive assistant. Ugh. Brenson Buckner. I wonder how many white are white. Former Steeler. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably a good many. Defensive line coach, Bill Shuey, outside linebacker coach, mm -hmm. Tony Gilbert, inside linebacker coach, Cody Grimm, safeties coach. Obviously. Deshae Townsend, cornerback slash defensive pass game coordinator. What? Rory Segrest, <laughs> assistant defensive line coach. Huh? Patrick Riley, defensive quality control coach. Okay. Luke Thompson, assistant special teams coach. Elizabeth <sighs> Mayer, assistant to the head coach. Assistant to the regional coach yes thank you dwight Schrute, elizabeth mayor and tyler wolf director of team administration gotta get that wolf cola i mean what the living shit is that i mean you're still the jacksonville jaguars it doesn't matter <laughs> like how many assistant 
coordinators can you hire to cover up the failures of this season? Are we in a recession or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I understand you're hiring an entirely new staff, but I, <sighs> I understand that you're cutting into unemployment real good here. Right. right. It's so funny. It's just like, you know, one Florida team is like issues with racism. The other Florida team goes, let's hire a white guy. <laughs> we'll get the Jaguars. Yeah, we'll get into that. All right. So speaking of the the other Florida team, we're talking about the Dolphins. First noble jabroni is Wes Welker. Yeah, but really, we'll give it to the Dolphins uh, front office. Um, under heat for and 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 under legal, uh, they're they're being sued. Yeah, big time. They're being sued by Brian Flores for. Wrongful termination um, and racism. So they just hired Wes Welker, former NFL wide receiver, to be their wide receivers coach. Yeah. He's a white man, and um, his career was cut short a little prematurely when he was suspended uh, for taking Molly at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, you're like, okay. Like, spotless record, Brian Flores. And then we're like, ah, let's hire the white guy who took Molly in public. (laughs) With, like... Gronk, the, Gronk was there. <laughs> Clearly not a role model. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Wes Welker's a bum. And he's coming from the Broncos, I'm pretty sure. So he's coming from another team that is currently being sued by Brian Flores. Because <laughs> he was the wide receiver coach there. It's a double shit burger. That might as, it, might as well, it might as well have just been like... He's like, I'm currently being sued, so I can only be sent to other teams that are also being sued by Brian Flores. Wes Welker might have a better flex seal. <laughs> Goodness gracious. (laughs) So we're done with you, uh, Dolphins front office. (laughs) All right. um, So now that we've jabbernized both uh, Florida teams, let's get in some college basketball. Next notable jabroni, Juwan Howard. Yeah. Juwan Howard punched the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers basketball team just this uh, last weekend. (laughs) Well, his excuse was... Well, he called a timeout after he had already run the score up. It's like, well, really? The, the score wasn't run up. It was 77 to 63 in the final minute, and Jawan Howard still had all starting five on the court. And the Wisconsin po- coach put in his, like, you know, walk ons. You know, it's near the end of the year. You want to get these kids on the floor. So he puts them on in the final minute. They're up 14, and Jawan Howard's full court pressing. <laughs> it has all star- starters in it. Right, and I think that's okay to call timeout and be like, all right, yeah, guys, yeah. you probably never experienced uh, this, this um, full court press at this speed since yeah. high school. You know, like, um, let's talk about how we break the press. I'm sure it was just something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's move the ball to half court, and we're going to, you know, we're going to just go through the motions and draw it up on a board, whatever, you know. Yeah. So Juwan Howard took issue with that. And started pointing in his face. He just grabbed the Wisconsin uh, guy's shirt and then just straight up punched him after a bunch of players had already surrounded them. It was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, at first I was like, yeah, John Howard, fuck yeah, fuck somebody else. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what's the story here? Is <laughs> over a timeout? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because, I mean, up to this point, everything I've heard about John Howard and being coach, he's like kind of overachieved as far as I've. As yeah, far as I've heard he done pretty well, or got off to a hot start his first year. Or I forget. Yeah, he's had some you know, on the court stuff that, or you know, kind of questionable behavior in the past. But like, I mean, this was next level. He's suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't fired. Honestly, only because it's Big Ten and Big Ten's like higher standard. Yeah, um, but then 
What else is funny is like, did you see? So we're in that Trev book group. We yeah. Got our, uh, the best and worst of sports Twitter. Someone posted. It was Josh Brockhouse had posted. It was. Um, someone made a comment on the article and it said, it said, he should have punched Chris Weber for calling a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, you don't know the backstory on that. Chris Weber and Jawan Howard were part of the Fab Five, which are arguably like the big red machine of college basketball. Yeah. Like they were supposed to win the national championship and in the championship game, they lost because Chris Weber trying to cleverly call timeout as he's leaping out of bounds with the ball in order to save possession for his team, called a timeout when they didn't have any left and turned it over and turned the ball over yeah. to the other team. So, so yeah, it was a funny thing that Juwan Howard's <laughs> punching someone over a timeout. Yeah. Triggered! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> someone else called a timeout. <laughs> it was like when Daenerys Targaryen hears the bell yeah. at, at King's Landing. It, like, must have reminded her of when the bell went off when her dad was killed. Like, Burn it all. Fucking... <laughs> punch somebody, punch somebody. <laughs> Call a timeout. I'll kill you. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> I'll kill you. All right, one last notable jabroni. Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this. He's one. uh he's been linked to providing Tyler Skaggs, the uh, Los Angeles A- Anaheim A- Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim uh, pitcher who had an opioid opioid overdose. Matt Harvey is in deep water. He's been linked to Tyler Skaggs' death from opioid overdose. Yikes. So he's been actually linked to providing uh, opioids. Um, of course, you know we're still just using opioids on that. We're not, we're not exactly sure, but not cool. Definitely not cool. I mean, it's one thing. <laughs> Stero- like steroids, that's you know we can overlook that. <laughs> well, I'm not big on overlooking it. <laughs> right. I'd say like in a Lyle Alzado way. <laughs> but opioids are definitely next level. Yeah. Jabronization. Definitely a big no-no. <laughs> so Matt so, Harvey, he, he was a pitch, he was a Reds pitcher for a minute. Yeah, for a minute, literally. Yeah, not yeah for long. a minute. He had a cup of coffee in the big <laughs> cup time. Cup of coffee in the big time with the Cincinnati Reds. So we're done with you, Matt Harvey. We're done with you. All right, moving on to our Hall of Fame inductee, Lee Elder. Robert Lee Elder was born July 14, 1934, in Dallas, Texas, to Charles and Almeida Elder. He was born one of ten children, but when he was nine years old, his father would die in Germany, fighting World War II, and his mother would die just three months later. Lee found himself moving from one ghetto to the next before he was sent to live with his aunt in Los Angeles. Elder frequently cut classes while attending manual arts high school, but he wasn't skipping to be a menace. He'd be easily found working as a golf caddy. Wow, Skip, it's cool to be a golf caddy. Making that money. <laughs> Elder never played a full round of golf until he was 16 years old. He found jobs in pro shops and locker rooms, in addition to caddying, where he developed his game by watching clients and playing when he had the opportunity. Soon enough, Lee developed his game to his satisfaction and started hustling other golfers. His career took a massive leap after playing a match with boxing legend Joe Lewis. The match led to Lewis's golf, golf instructor, Ted Rhodes, taking Elder under his wing. Over the following three years, Lee polished his game, and he began playing in tournaments. In 1959, Lee was drafted into the U.S. Army, where he had the good fortune to be under the command of Colonel John Gleister, who was an avid golfer. Time at the base allowed Lee to play golf regularly, and when he was discharged in 1961, he joined the United Golf Association. 
at the time, black golfers were excluded from the PGA, which was, quote, for members of the Caucasian race. Lee had a demonstrative run in which he won 18 of 22 consecutive tournaments, but the UGA did not have large prizes, often in the range of $500. In late 1961, the PGA lifted its color barrier, allowing non-white players. In 1967, Lee raised enough money to attend qualifying school for the PGA Tour. He finished ninth out of a class of 122 and earned his tour card for 1968. That year, Lee finished 40th on the money list, earning $38,000. To highlight his rookie season, Elder faced off with Jack Nicklaus in the memorable performance at the American Golf Classic. Lee lost to Nicklaus on the fifth hole of a sudden-death playoff. Fifth hole. Fifth. <laughs> with the golden Eww. bear. <laughs> in 1971, Lee accepted an invitation from Gary Player to participate in the South African PGA Championship in Johannesburg. The event marked the first racially integrated tournament in the country's history. The country had apartheid policies at the time. Lee only agreed to participate after the South African government also agreed not to subject him or spectators to the usual segregation requirements. Lee participated in many more tournaments in Africa, winning the Nigerian Open in 1971. In 1974, Lee earned his first PGA Tour victory at the Monsanto Open which gained him entry to the 1975 Masters Tournament in Augusta, Georgia. This marked the first time Augusta National invited a black golfer to compete at the Masters since it began in 1934. In the build-up to the tournament, Elder received piles of hate mail, as well as threatening phone calls. Fearing for the worst, Lee rented two houses in town and kept moving between them and always had people with him when he went out to eat. He'd end up shooting a 74 on day one, and a 78 on day two, missing the cut. But the impact of his presence on the field was felt throughout the tournament. Lee went on to play in the Masters five more times from 1977 to 1981, and he became the first black player to qualify for the Ryder Cup in 1979. Elder joined the Senior PGA Tour in 1984 at the age of 50 and won eight tournaments in five years on the tour. In 1990, Lee spoke out against country clubs that still excluded black golfers for membership. He actively promoted summer youth gold development programs, raised money for the United Negro College Fund, and served on the advisory boards of Goodwill Industries. In April 2021, Lee took part in the traditional ceremonies to start the Masters. Later in 2021, Lee passed away at the age of 87, surrounded by his family. Lee Elder skipped school and caddied golf, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Nicholas and Joe Lewis, and broke down a long overdue barrier in sports. For everything he did and stood for, Lee Elder is forever. A legend. Absolutely. Truly a legend. Like, really. <sighs> Golf is still super gatekeepy. You know, we gotta, gotta still say that, but. It's so perfect how it's like the Monsanto Open. It was crazy because at the Monsanto <laughs> Open, the one that made him qualify for the Masters, uh, when he played it in 1968, the club forced him and the other black players to change their clothes in the parking lot, not like. In the clubhouse, they weren't allowed anywhere near it. Like, um, and then one, and in the same year in Memphis, a spectator ran on the, ran on the green and picked up Elder's ball and threw it, in a in a hedge. So then Lee Elder got a free drop there, but like still, like he, he, crazy stuff happened to him. Well, I guess I'm just trying to go back to what you were saying about gatekeeping, where it's like Monsanto is like 
a company that gatekeeps farmers. Oh, really? <laughs> and also, like, the biggest event is called the Masters. It's called the, the Masters. Th- like, <laughs> name it something else. <laughs> We're crying out loud. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Please call it something else. <laughs> the Masters. In Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a mess. Anyway, hit me with that scoreboard stumper answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to know what a, um, what the longest active streak for uh, consecutive 30-point games is. Is it 28, 30, or 32? Going big time. You said big time. You got big time right. Yeah. yeah, big time, right? You're, right? you're one for one this season. Uh, James Harden from between uh, 2018, 2019 had 32. Wow, yeah. Uh, it's amazing the stats you can put up if you totally disregard whether or not your team wins. <laughs> Harden and Westbrook are great examples. He was trying to win, man. He 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 just had to face everybody else in the he West. Doesn't know how to play? He just doesn't know how to win. Yeah, I mean because he well, he had to go against the Warriors. Like I mean. Yeah, what you were the better team anyway. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean the 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 closest um, modern active streak was Kobe at sixteen. Like Harden doubled that. So yeah, we know that Wilt had thirty. He also had thirty-two. Wilt had sixty-five straight games. Like Jesus, Wilt those records, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time for church. church. First up, we've got thoughts and prayers to Aaron Rodgers for his canceled uh, engagement. Yeah, it's two rings you lost this year. <laughs> burn. <laughs> Need some peroxide for that burn. Yeah. All right, thoughts and prayers to Major League Baseball. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. After watching the NFL playoffs the way they've been, the way they went, and how exciting they were, and absolutely, then, and making new fans, and totally turning around on all the racist BS as much as they possibly can. Um, as well as, you know, some of the developments in the NBA. You know, the Warriors are back. Basketball is interesting. I mean... The dunk contest was not. It wasn't. But, yeah. <laughs> but even with, even the dunk contest doesn't salvage Major League Baseball. No. With the strike, they're just falling further behind. Um, it's, you know, it is America's pastime, but it's it's moving further and further into the past. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it right now, the recently most reported thing was that uh, MLB came to... The Players Association was something that would cut down from 180 minor league affiliates to 150 or less. Let's also remember that they got a federal law passed so that they don't have to pay minor leaguers major minimum wage. So let's let's you know keep that going. Let let MLB know, know how they're fucking up. Yeah. But thoughts and prayers to their the the owners. You know I don't care that they're bleeding money. Pitchers yeah. and catchers need to report. Thoughts and prayers to MLB. <laughs> All right, let's move on to shampoo. Shampoo. Shampoo to um, the U.S. women's soccer team. Yeah. Shampoo. Equal pay. Yeah, they got... Uh, really, they deserve better pay, but we'll, we can start with the equal. Yeah. They we can go into the statistical reasons why. Yeah, they settled <laughs> equal pay lawsuit for $24 million. The, you know, the, the amount they pay men's players versus how they pay, amount, they pay, amount they pay women is just insane. And it's been ongoing. More successful. Yeah, and the women's team puts out the best product. <laughs> yeah. Everybody watches that. When the men play, you're like, eh. yeah. <laughs> you know what to expect. So it's shampoo. like being a Bengals fan. <laughs> yeah. So shampoo to you. Shampoo. Uh, so um, DeRozan's hot streak. Oh yeah, Demar Derozan broke a, a broke a Wilt Chamberlain record. Shampoo. Um, out of baby. Yeah. 
So DeMar DeRozan, just, just this last week, he he set a record. He, he had a, he had a thirty eight point performance. He shot fifty nine percent from the floor. Um, he is the first player in NBA history to th- score thirty five points while shooting at better no, better than fifty percent from the field in seven consecutive games. Seven like straight. Yeah, like you're putting up those points because you're shooting at a high percentage, not because you're just hogging the ball. No, yeah, and, and the, I mean that's just that's impressive shooting. There's something so. magical about basketball in Chicago. I mean, Absolutely, what the heck? There, like, there really is. Even there were some years there where Derrick Rose played like out of his mind when he was with the Bulls. You know, you're like, what? Yeah, like Joe Kim Noah. So yeah, again, just a because I I flubbed that. Right. It's first player in history with 35 points while shooting better than 50% from the field in seven consecutive games. Shampoo to you, sir. Shampoo to you, DeRozan. All right. So don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at L Sportsball. That's at the letter L Sportsball. Make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Sports Twitter, a subsidiary of Trevbook to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. Tune in Thursday, March 10th, as we induct Ernie Harwell. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sports Ball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs>